Okay, so you might be wondering why there's a Mini on the screen. It's not the exact same car, but when we lived in Salisbury, our second car was a Mini, much like this one. It was really our car, but it was commonly referred to as Matt's car. And um, if I could actually get hold of the keys, I would drive it when I could, but generally Matt drove it more than me. And um, he particularly enjoyed putting it in sports mode. And I don't really understand these things, so I had to look up what sports mode is and, and what it does. And I won't bore you with the details, but hotcars.com informs me that sports mode promises increased power and response, giving a more thrilling ride. So you can see why Matt enjoyed driving it so much. But it made me wonder, have you ever wanted more power or speed? So I thought you might want to talk to the person next to you. Uh, for me, I'm a keen runner, and I often wish I had more um, power to go faster and further. But what about you? Is there an area of your life where you'd like increased power? Discuss. I'm quite nosy, so I wondered what, what, it, what area of your life is it that you'd like more power in? Does anybody want to share? With the kids? Oh, power over the kids. Yeah, that's, that would be useful. <laughs> they were very holy at the first service and said, uh, power for evangelism, and that made me feel bad that I'd said about me wanting more speed as a runner. But I would like to suggest that the Holy Spirit is a little bit like sports mode. The Holy Spirit gives us more power. So the disciples, the first believers, were different because of Pentecost. And we can be different because of the Holy Spirit too. They had increased power. And if you read on through the book of Acts, you can see that they certainly did have a really thrilling adventure as they saw God move through them. Today we're thinking about the Holy Spirit being poured out at Pentecost and in particular the difference it made to the first believers, but also the difference the Holy Spirit can make for us and for our ministry. I'll be exploring how the Holy Spirit empowered the first believers, but also what the Holy Spirit now does for us. In our second reading today, we see an important transformation take place in these believers. Weeks before uh, we see the disciples deserting Jesus when he was arrested, denying all links with him and running away. One even running away naked as someone tried to grab him by his shirt. Up to this point in the book of Acts, Luke only mentions that they're meeting in, in the privacy of their own homes, perhaps hiding away out of fear. But then later in the reading, they're out in the street for all to see. They've been keeping the good news of Jesus' resurrection amongst themselves, but then later we see them sharing it boldly, publicly declaring that Jesus had risen from the dead. So what changed? How have these scared fishermen become bold preachers? As God pours out his own spirit into their hearts, they're transformed beyond all recognition. In the Old Testament times, 
It was only certain individuals that were filled with the Holy Spirit, and it was usually temporarily for a small amount of time and for a specific purpose, priests, judges, prophets, and kings. But since the days of Joel, uh, our first reading, Jews had long expected a larger outpouring of God's Spirit on all people, men and women, young and old, and that's what we see happening here in our second reading. Just as Jesus had promised before he went back up to heaven, the Holy Spirit turns up, and when he does, they receive God's own power in order to be his witnesses. There seem to be three things. Can I have the next slide, please? Oh, I not turned it on. Oh, oh dear. Sorry. <laughs> there seem to be three things or signs that occur as the believers encounter the Holy Spirit for the first time. First, the disciples hear something. They hear the sound of a mighty wind. The fact that the coming of the Holy Spirit happened with the sound of wind is to do with the fact that in both Hebrew and Greek, the word for spirit is the same word for breath or wind. Old Testament encounters with God's spirit often involved a wind. This comparison of the spirit to wind points to the sovereign power of the Holy Spirit, a creative, life-giving power. Because it's the Holy Spirit in Genesis at creation that brings the earth into being out of nothing. And again, it's the Holy Spirit that breathes life into newly created man. And later on in Ezekiel, it's the Spirit of God as the breath or wind of God moving over the dry bones of Israel that brings them to life. Here, the Holy Spirit is breathing God's power into the disciples, bringing their faith in God to full life and fanning into flames the gifts that have been given to them. Next, the disciples see something. They see what seem to be flames coming to rest on each of them. Now, all the believers are there. It's not just the disciples. There are presumably men and women, children, possibly slaves there. This coming of the Holy Spirit is not just for the special people, for the chosen few. It's for everybody, man or woman, slave or free, adult or child. None are excluded. And this is good news for us because we are included. This invitation is an invitation for all of us. The appearance of fire is also significant. Fire in the Bible is a symbol of the holy presence of God. We remember in the Old Testament that God led his people through the wilderness by a cloud of fire that represented his power and his presence with them. God appeared to Moses in a burning bush, and in Hebrews it says that our God is a consuming fire, the idea being that God is pure and perfectly holy. So here in Acts, the flames are showing that God's presence has moved out from the temple and has come into ordinary men, women, and children. So we see that the Holy Spirit brings God's mighty presence and power right into the midst of their meeting, and not just temporarily, as he did in the Old Testament, but for the rest of their lives here on earth. The Holy Spirit is never going to leave someone once, once he's arrived. The Holy Spirit entered their hearts, purifying their hearts and their desires so that they wanted to seek and serve God with everything they had. So the first sign was heard, and the second sign was seen, and the third sign is occurring within the, within the disciples. They're given the miraculous ability of speaking in foreign languages as the Holy Spirit enables them. Now, it's not just the speaking of foreign languages that's extraordinary. It's actually what they're saying that is the most important detail, because the passage says that they were declaring the wonderful things that God has done in the very languages of the pilgrims who were in the crowd. And 
as we saw in the reading, they're coming from all over the place, all over the known world. And as a result of this, thousands of them became believers that day and would presumably have then taken their newfound faith home with them. Imagine our evangelism having the same power and effect as that. But what's happening here is that the Holy Spirit is opening up a two-way, a direct channel of communication with God so that they're speaking to the crowd the exact words that God wants to say to them. They're now able to hear what God wants to say and their preaching and their prayers now have increased power. So we've seen that the early church were filled with the Holy Spirit in order to fill their hearts with God's presence, to give them boldness and power to witness to others, to give them supernatural power for healing and miracles, to give them a direct communication line with God, the ability to hear him and a prayer language. But what can we expect from the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit wants to fill us too for our ministry. And if you're not sure this morning if you've got the Holy Spirit inside you, can I encourage you that if you are a believer, you do have God's Spirit inside you because nobody can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And if you're not a believer already, but you want to do so, if you, want, if you decide this morning that you want to accept Jesus into your heart as Lord and Saviour, like we've seen these people do this morning, then we would love to pray with you and, and help you with that. Once you do receive the Holy Spirit for the first time, which may have happened on the day you gave your life to God or on a later occasion, after that even, there will be other subsequent times of refilling or refreshing, and we can and we should seek after these refueling moments. I want to suggest that the Holy Spirit empowers us in a number of ways. He'll make Jesus real to you. He'll teach you more about Jesus and reveal him to you so that you truly believe that he came to save you and so that you want him involved in your life. The Holy Spirit will give you power and boldness, just like the early disciples, to share the gospel and to work miracles so that when we speak, God, when we speak about God to people, they will hear and they believe. When we pray, God will act. Uh, the Holy Spirit will help you to understand the truth of the Bible and make it come alive to you uh, the Bible says that it is a living word. I don't know if the Bible makes much sense to you. It hasn't always for me. Uh, when I became a Christian, it kind of happened in two stages. And at the end of a church service, I responded to a call to go forward for prayer because I wanted to believe. That was in the September, and it wasn't until the November when somebody else prayed with me and I actually received the Holy Spirit. And in between those times, I tried reading the Bible, but it hadn't made much sense to me. It felt dry and difficult to understand. But the day I received the Holy Spirit, it was like my eyes were opened and the Bible came to life to me. And it was like it was written personally for me. It really spoke uh, directly to me. And the Holy Spirit wants to do that for you too. The Holy Spirit will make your praying effective and powerful. He will lead you in your decision-making and for myself and Matt, this is sometimes through words of prophecy direct to us or from other people, sometimes in dreams or in other supernatural ways. And actually, when we were praying about whether Matt should apply for the job here, apply for the job here our eldest daughter, Abby, had a dream about the, the station in the area we were going to move to. And when we came to look around Eagles Cliff, out of curiosity, we drove to the station and she said, this is it, this is the station from my dream. It was just incredible. It was such a confirmation for us that this was the right place for us to go. Uh, the Holy Spirit will set you free. 
free uh, maybe from sinful patterns of behavior, thought patterns or addictions, harmful relationships, illnesses, and so on. The Holy Spirit will fill you with God's love and joy. He will equip you with spiritual gifts to do your job in church. Spiritual gifts, what I mean by that is abilities that the Holy Spirit imparts to believers to enable them to play their part in the, in the body of the church. And these gifts are things like leading, teaching, prophecy, administration, encouragement, healing, and so on. If you don't know if you have spiritual gifts yet, or if you're not sure what spiritual gifts you've been given, can I encourage you this morning, just ask God. He's so willing to give, and he wants to give each of us gifts so that we can be useful and helpful in the church. One of the gifts that God gives is the gift of tongues, and it's probably the least understood, um, but I really believe that it's not just for some believers, but it is for all of us. The Holy Spirit uh, gives us an ability to pray in what I like to call a heavenly prayer and praise language. And this kind of adds an extra dimension um, of power to your prayers. And the Holy Spirit kind of prays through you in words that you don't necessarily understand, sometimes when you don't really know what to pray for yourself. I know for me, I wanted this, um, this gift for a long time, and it wasn't until several years after I became a Christian that I finally did. And the Holy Spirit prays through me in words I don't really understand. But on a number of occasions, other people have had the interpretation for what I've said when I've prayed in tongues. One of these instances was actually at a youth um, cell group where I was praying, and one of the other girls there said, you were praying for, let's call her Sarah, um, you were praying for God to bless her. I mean, I, I didn't even know what I was praying, but she completely understood. And then a few times I felt prompted that I need to come to the front of the church, which is always a bit of a scary thing for me to do, to speak in tongues. And every time somebody has had the interpretation, and this one girl said, she's actually from Brazil, so her first language is Portuguese, and she said, it wasn't Portuguese that you were speaking, but I understood you like you were speaking in Portuguese. Um, so, you know, it's just so special each time that's happened. You may not find that God does all of these things in you straight away. Some may happen before others, but all of these things are available to us as believers, and we should eagerly seek after all these ways that the Holy Spirit wants to bless and empower us. So I'd like you to look through this list and maybe think, what area do you want the Holy Spirit to refuel you in? Or what do you not see in your life yet that you would want the Holy Spirit to do for you? So just give you a second to read back over them. He sets us free, fills us with God's love and joy. Maybe you feel like you need a top-up of joy today. He equips us with spiritual gifts, special abilities to, to take our part in church. He gives us a heavenly prayer and praise language. He reveals Jesus to us. He gives us power and boldness to share the gospel. And he helps us to understand the truth of the Bible. He makes it make sense to us. He makes our prayers effective and powerful. Maybe you feel like your prayers are falling on deaf ears and, and you want to know that God really hears you. And he will lead us in our decisions. <laughs> 